Good afternoon. It's 12 o'clock and welcome to the MoneyWeb at Midday Show. And this show is brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, Leaders in Business. My name is Raik van Ikak and uh, some interesting developments on the markets today. The rand is under severe pressure. It has slipped to close to 14 rand against the dollar, a seven-month low. And uh, it is, a, of course, a uh, emerging market story. Um, and we will ventilate the reasons for this a bit later. I'll speak to Chris Gilmore, uh, independent investment analyst and market commentator, as well as to uh, Jamil Ahmed, currency analyst at FXTM in Cyprus for an international perspective. But of course, the RAND weakness have assisted some of the RAND hedges and the JSC is currently trading in positive territory. But let's look at the individual indicators. The JSC all share is uh, 0.4% higher. Resources up 0.3%. Industrials uh, a third of a percent higher. Financials nearly 1% to the good. Gold index down nearly 1%. Um, let's look at international markets. Uh, U.S. markets uh, closed down last night. Uh, this morning, the FTSE 100 is trading 0.2% down. The DAX is uh, more than half a percent down. And the CAC 40 down a quarter of a percent. Earlier in Southeast Asia, the Nikkei closed flat. The Shanghai um, bulls lost nearly 1%, while the Hang Seng gained half a percent. Let's look at individual shares, shares that moved up. First Rand up nearly 2.6%, Bright gained 2.5%, as did Massmart, Resilient up 2.3%, Sassel 2.3% higher, uh, British American Tobacco, tobacco also gained 2.2%. On the downside, Netcare lost nearly 2%, Glencore 1.8% down, Asaw down 1.5%. And uh, Destel also losing 1%. Let's look at some of the 52-week highs and lows. Uh, unsurprisingly, there are not any 52-week highs today. On the 52-week low side, Zeta lost 3.3%. Uh, Remgro also down um, to a 52-week low, minus 2.2% for the day. Coronation, Tiger Brands and MMM High Holdings also reached new 52-week lows. Let's look at currencies. The US dollar is trading at 13 rand uh, 97 the pound is at 18.11 the euro at 15 rand 99 one bitcoin is was 6107 us dollars or 874,000 rand on commodities markets uh, gold is trading at 1250 dollars um, brent crude is down to well is slightly lower at 77 dollars and 50 cents uh, platinum is um, at 8500 uh, sorry 852 dollars rather and um, the r 186 currently trading at 8.95 percent um chris gilmore investment analyst with me in studio this has been a story for a few weeks now um, we've seen strong outflows from emerging markets but south africa seems to be harder set you're quite right and i think part of that uh, comes back rake to the fact that the the rand is probably, if it's not the, the most tradable uh, emerging market currency, uh, it's one of the most tradable. And so the currency and the markets are, are inextricably uh, interlinked. Um, but you made an interesting point a moment ago. Uh, you're saying with the RAND being so weak, you would have thought that the, the market would have got a bit of a, bit of a boost from this. Uh, and yet it hasn't really 
So, I mean, if you look at the composition of our market, something like 70% of the, of, of the market uh, market capitalization of the JSC Olsey is accounted for by um, large international shares that either have offshore listings or derive the bulk of their earnings from outside of South Africa. So it, it, it's a little bit uh, strange that uh, we're having this kind of uh, situation. I think there's a lack of confidence here. And, of course, the other day we saw this big, um, you know, the realization we've had this big outflow of um, of bond money from South Africa. Africa as well. So obviously that's hitting the currency too. So, you know, unfortunately, while all of this um, this uh, Trump stuff in the background with, with trade wars goes on and China takes the brunt of it, uh, all emerging markets and, and countries that are, are, are categorized as emerging markets are going to take a lot of strain. So as they used to say in the classics, Marx at Black Hordelfuss, you know, it's going to be a rough ride. Yeah, absolutely. But just uh, on your point, about, uh, you know, internationally focused um, shares on the JSE. It, it has carried the JSE in many aspects, uh, respects over the last uh, few years. Does this create buying opportunities or do you need to take heed and say, listen, beware, um, there are more structural problems that affect those prices? Look, there certainly are more structural problems, and particularly if you look outside of the Rand Hedges for a moment and you look um, at the, the, the SA Inc. stocks, I mean, we, we've had a a litany of really poor results coming out recently. Um, so you've got to be a little bit careful, and, and it's, it's fascinating. You go back literally only three or four months ago, and SA Inc. stocks were the flavor of the month, you know, with, uh, with Ramaphore in the background, and Rand Hedges, on the other hand, were, were, were really out of favor. Now you've had a 180-degree turn. Um, yes, of course, you have to be very, very careful as well with, with certain of the, those Rand Hedge stocks. But interesting when you were talking about uh, some of those shares that are up today, Brait up 2%. Now, that's a really fascinating company. It's, it's a Rand Hedge in the sense that most of the, the, their investments are, are in the UK these days. We're talking Virgin Active, Iceland, and New Look. And if you look on a technical, uh, uh, if you look on a chart, this thing pretty much has, has bottomed out. So I think a lot of people are saying, well, you know what? Uh, we must start buying this. And um, they're assuming that you're going to get a double whammy here. You're going to get the RAND continuing to weaken, plus you're going to get a turnaround in New Look. Uh, I'm not so sure that the turnaround in New Look is going to be as good as people think, and you only have to look at what's happening in the high street in the UK to realize it's incredibly tough out there. Mm. Um, just on one area of concern is the platinum industry. Platinum down to $853. Yeah. Um, it seems to continue edging downward. Obviously, the the land weakness would you know you know keep the rand price uh, pretty stable, but it, that is concerning um, because it so much hedges on that sector in South Africa, and it's a massive employment uh, creator. Oh no, for sure, uh, a number of of very negative factors hitting platinum. One, uh, you know, the fact that platinum is used in diesel and uh, diesel uh, engines. Uh, are, other than in South Africa, uh, are very much out of favor. So from a, from a catalytic converter point of view, the demand isn't there. Secondly, no one really knows, and I'm, I'm even talking about Johnson Matty here, you know, the, uh, the refiner. Even they don't even really, really know what the true figure is for platinum stocks above ground. So you put it all together, and, and platinum is in a very, very dire situation. And if you look at the kind of costs that are involved in extracting platinum out of the ground, unless you're in a situation where you can do it very cheaply and efficiently in, an, in a virtually open cost environment, open, uh, open cost environment, then if you have to go deeper and deeper to try and mine the, the ore, it's going to become progressively more expensive. And at these kind of levels, you know, really, it's, 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 taking, uh, it's taking it to the limit as to, as to who can actually make money in, in, in this kind of situation.
Yeah. Um, on the line is Jamil Ahmed. He's a currency analyst at FXDM in, in Cyprus. Jamil, welcome to the show. Um, I just want to return to uh, the topic of the currencies and especially the RAND that seems to be under significant pressure. It did, uh, you know, weaken until just before 14 Rand against the dollar. It's subsequently it has strengthened, currently trading at 1380. What are your perceptions about the the emerging market story and and especially uh, the pressure the the rand is currently seeing thank you very much for having me it's always a pleasure for fxtm to contribute what we're seeing generally and this needs to be pointed out to any listeners who are concerned about the recent south african rand um, fluctuations we are seeing a broad based dollar rally across the global currency markets where its global counterparts, including the South African Rand, are coming under severe pressure. Year to date, there's only two currencies as it stands in the emerging markets that are stronger against the dollar, which are also tracked. That is the Malaysian ringgit and the Colombian uh, peso. Away from that, all of the emerging market currencies are weaker against the dollar, again, those that are tracked from the Bloomberg terminal. And what we are noticing is that the broad-based dollar rally is incorporating a lot of movement in the currency markets where even our very developed currencies such as the euro, the British pound, the Australian dollar have all weakened about 5% this quarter and this is really what's impacted the South African rand as well. It's caught the cold from the resurgence in dollar strength over the past two to three months. I think that that is being appreciated but why do you think the rand is always the well regularly the worst performer amongst emerging market currencies? It's one of the worst performance. Actually, the worst performance this year is the Turkish lira and the Argentinian uh, peso. Um, reason why the South African brand is always so volatile to external forces is because it's also seen as a higher yielding emerging market asset, where South Africa offers far higher interest rates for the carry trade from investors than a lot of its um, emerging market peers, where even interest rates in other emerging markets are at low levels, such as uh, Malaysia, for example, and some of the Southeast Asian um, economies. That's why the South African rand is always very volatile when there are external moves in the markets like we've just seen. And the majority of this move and weakness in the rand has nothing to do with South Africa itself. It's nothing domestically. It's because of this very broad-based dollar rally across the global markets. The dollar rally obviously uh, influenced uh, or driven by this, uh, the president, Donald Trump, and a potential trade war um, that could actually escalate in, in the near term. Uh, what are your perceptions on uh, that trade war and the trend going forward for, say, the short and medium term of emerging market, market currencies? Uh, for emerging market currencies over the near and medium term, it does not look that positive because we've seen data this week that hedge funds and investors have loaded up on dollar buying positions at their strongest levels on record. Now, of course, that means the buy-in dollar trade is very overcrowded. So if there is a comment from the U.S. administration, and you can never rule this out, that they are uh, dissatisfied sorry, with the strength in the dollar, they believe the dollar is too highly um, strong, then this could cause a lot of weakness in the U.S. dollar over the near term. And Trump's been known to do this in the past, which would be positive for the emerging market currencies. One factor that is playing a big role in this dollar rally is this trade war threat and the theory that the dollar will become a very highly synced reserve currency if a trade war did develop, and nobody really knows whether this is going to happen or not, because the U.S. economy should be less impacted 
from a trade war than those economies and markets that it's targeting, such as Europe, China, and we've seen many other um, tariffs being imposed on different countries. What does help the dollar, though, in a positive way, is that its performance, in a, uh, economic performance, is far significantly beyond anything that we're seeing in the developed world. And this is really stringing investors towards U.S. assets because the U.S. economy is seen as consistently performing above its peers, and there's no way to see that this is trend is going to change. Thank you, Jamil. That was Jamil Ahmed, currency analyst at FXDM in Cyprus. Um, the we've seen, you know, we've just heard again that it's an emerging market story, um, and uh, it is. Uh, flowing through our economy. But on the positive side, Chris, we can see hopefully it translate into increased uh, exports and the manufacturing sector benefiting. And that may contribute quite positively to the economic performance at the moment. Yeah, Ray, no, two aspects to that. You're quite right. Um, for those uh, manufacturers that are able to export and, and to export efficiently, uh, consistently and sustainably, yes, absolutely, this is really good news for them. For those inefficient uh, producers, the guys who see this as being a kind of economic crutch, uh, that's fine. It helps them in the short term, but in the long term, you know, when the <laughs> when the the currency hopefully uh, strengthens again, uh, they they're they're back to square one. So yes, and, and then you actually have to look at at what we export. You know, the great majority of what is exported from South Africa is uh, unfortunately uh, non-beneficiated product in the form of stuff that's basically hauled out of the ground and sold. Uh, in its pretty raw form. Uh, so we don't actually export an awful lot of manufactured goods other than uh, motor cars and stuff like that. Um, so yes, to take your point, uh, I agree with you that certain manufacturers actually should do, should do quite well out of this. Let's quickly look at some corporate news. Uh, Sapaku Cement reported results. Um, it is, of course, the Nigerian cement maker Dangote's um, South African operation. Uh, results are pretty poor. Um, and probably indicative of the pressures in the construction sector. Um, revenue down 1% to 831 million. The net profit down 35% to 44 million. And HEPs are also down 37%. Uh, that is a sector story, and I don't think the future in the immediate term looks pretty uh, rosy. Yeah, if you look at construction, I mean, and you look around the country, wh- wh- what are we looking at? We're looking at Santon, and that's pretty much starting to wind down now. And beyond that, there's not really an awful lot. I mean, Madupi and Kusili, as far as the big power stations are concerned, they're in their kind of um, their wind-down phase now. And But even there, they didn't use an awful lot of, of, of cement. Uh, in terms of new shopping centers, for example, that I think we're, we're coming to a, an end for the, for the big ones there. So you're quite right. Put it all together. The outlook for construction in terms of its demand for cement doesn't look wonderful. And we're, we're, we, we, you see the, the, the big boys in the cement uh, industry trying to consolidate, trying to get a deal together, uh, but it always seems to fail at the last hurdle. So uh, until you get some sort of consolidation, unfortunately, I think you're going to see the cement guys remaining in trouble. Hopefully the president's 100 billion US dollar investment drive can change that. Um, then uh, the British Com- Competition and Markets Authority uh, unconditionally cleared the Sabanya Stillwater's proposed takeover of Lonman. Now that is, uh, of course, the, the, the 5.4 billion rand share deal, which will see uh, this new group become the second largest producer of platinum. Uh, it seems like it's uh, this deal is going to go through. And, and, and what do you think? Uh, how, th- how will this play out? 
Yeah, I mean, you're, you're quite right. I mean, still water in the States, big, big producer. Uh, Lonman been struggling for a long, long time. Um, you know, um, the uh, uh, Sabanier, Neil Furneman and his guys, I mean, they're great operators. Uh, you have to bear in mind, they've been taking a lot of strain on the gold mining side, side recently, and, and rightly so in terms of the number of fatalities on the mines. So, look, there's definitely been a move away from gold into platinum. But it comes back to the point we were making a few moments ago. Uh, is this necessarily where you want to be? Because if you do, you're going to have to cut costs dramatically and considerably to, to keep your heads above water. Just looking at ShopRite, uh, Krista Visa, of course, sold 3.6 billion rand worth of equity in ShopRite, around 2.9% of the company. This did surprise the market. Some analysts actually said uh, this transaction sent panic uh, amongst the invest, uh, in institutional investors. Um, the share price uh, down yesterday, but uh, slightly higher today. What do you make of that? ShopRite really is still an incredibly well-run company. It's, it's had a fairly seamless uh, transition from Whitey Besson to Mr. Engelbrecht. So, you know, I think uh, it, it's in the right space at the right time. And, the, and given its exposure to the rest of Africa, which has had a torrid time in the past couple of years, particularly with um, commodity prices being low, that's starting to improve a little bit now. ShopRite, as I say, is, is, is exquisitely positioned. Um, look, th these kind of things are going to happen from time to time with, with Crystal Visa being such a big shareholder, and he needs the money. But from a fundamental perspective, ShopRite still looks very, very good indeed. It does. Uh, pretty flat in recent times. Uh, over one year, up uh, 7% or 6.5%. Um, which in uh, the greater scheme of things and the way the stock market has performed is actually quite a, not a bad result. It's not bad at all. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you're looking for these SA Inc. stocks, and this isn't really an SA Inc. stock because it's deriving an ever-growing portion of, um, of income from the, the rest of Africa particularly. Um, you know, this is, this is one to, to really look at because, as I say, if, if you look at uh, all of the big food retailers, I mean, frankly, I think this is in a different league to pick and pay. It's, it's way better. Brace has done a great job at pick and pay, but it's still not quite in the same league as ShopRite. So I think ShopRite um, is pulling away. It's regaining market share in South Africa. It's, um, it's, it's always had that first mover advantage in the rest of Africa, and it's been tough, as I say. But now I think things are coming right. And I think it's only a question of time before investors realize that and start, um, and start piling into it again. Uh, looking at the graph, uh, over the past 90 days, down nearly 20%, and over the last 30 days, down 10%. So uh, it may offer some value in the near term if it doesn't already. But unfortunately, we will have to leave it there. Uh, um, Chris Gilmore, independent analyst, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your thoughts. Well, that's unfortunately all we have time for today. This show was brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, Leaders in Business. Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond, especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to saika.co.za. And that's it for this edition of the MoneyWeb Admirai Show. Thank you for tuning in.